0: I'm Loza. I'm Isaiah. And this is Light and Love with Lozaeus, the podcast.
1: We're a young married couple living in Los Angeles.
0: Walking by faith and doing so transparently.
1: Our hope is that this podcast leaves you feeling inspired as we explore matters of life, love, and life.
0: Thanks for tuning in.
1: There's never a right time to say goodbye. And I never knew the one. No, 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 no,
0: no, not you.
1: Uh, Okay, so. What are the actual words, though?
0: Not you trying to have me sing to a mic. Isaiah will sing if there's a mic involved anywhere. I think he laughs about how they shut off his church mic once he was in choir. We're
1: going to (laughs) just. Yes.
0: uh, And I, on the other hand, actually don't sing a lick. So you asking me to sing for the people's tough, but I will tell you the lyrics. It's never the right time to say goodbye, but I got to make a, no, you got me messed up. You, but I got to make the.
1: How are you going to clown me and not know the words yourself? And Because if how, I don't,
0: you're going to start hating me.
1: So she doesn't know the words either. And also how. You know what? You, we
0: probably shouldn't even be quoting a Chris Brown song anyways. Okay. Um, I've been told that I'm not supposed to. even though I do love Chris Breezy. Let's, Anyways, that's a layered conversation. Let's not we're gonna get be into our that left, right yeah, exactly. <laughs> but
1: maybe we can explain for the people who are cons- uh, are confused as to why we started with that song. Yes, tell them why. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to blindside you, um, but welcome to the season finale of Light and dun, Love. dun
0: dun. Actually, uh, more like do do do. Yeah,
1: it should be yeah, more
0: yeah. Uh, upbeat than a dun dun dun.
1: But it's the season finale. You know what? We were going back and forth. I don't know. We kind of teased it out last episode uh when would be the right time to you know just round out the season and kind of you know prepare for the next one and i think uh, we decided that this was it episode 10.
0: yes and the reason we were able to decide that just a lot of factors involved but ask google was one (laughs) and we said um we asked her you know how how many episodes are there usually for podcast seasons and she said between 6 and 13. so we were going to go to 12, but Isaiah is going to be in South by Southwest. We've got.
1: I love how you know, legitimately 10. tried to give a deep reason based off of Google. I thought you were.
0: No, yeah. I literally asked Google. I promise you. I literally asked Google so and she said six to 13. I was thinking 12, but you're going to be out of town. And then just a lot of like logistical challenges. So and it's so good to know that Isaiah her husband's said-
1: suggestion was not enough <laughs> and she needed an arbitrary computer to tell okay, her that Google
0: will be known man okay. um so 10 episodes it was it seems like a solid number and um yeah and,
1: and honestly i feel like we i mean i don't know, I'll speak for myself i i feel very good about the journey that we've been on with everybody uh for the last nine episodes and i i believe that there's so much more good to come but i i feel like we could benefit from pressing pause and re-upping and really leveling up yeah you I know, totally like I, I when we come back, I want the video content to be cracking. we've kind of we kind of like didn't really do much on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, I want us to engage with you guys more and hear a little bit more about what you guys want to talk about. And I feel like we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, so
0: literally, it's just a starting even I was telling Isaiah like s- sitting, you know, at our table per year votes live from our living room with some greenery added in. We're
1: taking live feedback.
0: <laughs> yeah, looking at like our setup now. I'm like we are not where we were when we started this thing and that's thanks to you guys our light and lovers. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for the light shares. Lovers. For the reposts, for everything yes. and for those of you guys that got us to a hundred, over a hundred oh, ratings, oh
1: y'all did it! You did y'all it! Did it
0: on Spotify. So thank you for that. And for those now Loza
1: wants a thousand. No, I was reviews. actually. I do have
0: an ask. We're at eighty-four on Apple Podcasts. Oh, Podcast, you stop so that! Stop does that on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to not uh, all of the reviews, which we'll go over what two of them today, um, have been so encouraging, so wonderful, um, and so. Yeah, I would love to they get us are, to a hundred by the end of this season on both platforms, and then we'll aim for two hundred. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's like a report card. It just feels good, doesn't it?
1: I mean, I'm not gonna lie to age. you. I kind of, I kind of feel a little fuzzy inside when I read yeah, some of these reviews. Yeah. They're actually, it's actually very encouraging. I'm, I, I won't lie to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you read? Can you yes, read some? I
0: actually will read one. Here's the one from. Ebenezer E, um, a friend of ours. E3. Why are you
1: only reading the people that we know I'm and going know in well? Order
0: from the <laughs> this back. Is,
1: there's no way these are in order. This is legitimately. I promise you. All the closest See, people know, to us. You, you read know why are our, our first time supporters?
0: That's why it's here. So I'm. I'm, I'm read like, it. What
1: are you talking about? Here, how about we do
0: this? I'll read an old one and I'll read a new one. All right. So. From Eazy-E, he says, great podcast, five stars. Thank you. I would expect nothing less. Stimulating and thought provoking conversations. The chemistry between Liz and Isaiah is top tier. I generally enjoy the perspective, laughs, and wisdom from each episode. We so, paid this man and, to write that. And also, he happens to be a podcaster himself, Shaping the Culture. Check it Shout out. Shout out to Shaping Shameless the Culture. Plug there um So thank you. It means a lot of, from a podcast. Read the one from
1: Pig Slayer, wherever that was. From who? P- wasn't there one? P- P- Pig
0: Slayer? You know, I think you know who that is, but I don't. We don't. don't no, know I don't know exactly is. who it is, but okay. it's someone I used to so work. So here's with, a apparently. newer one that came in. um
1: I think Pig- I have an idea who it is. Though.
0: Pig Slayer is that that's who it's from and he or she writes inspirational and fun five stars. It's been great listening to the last couple of months. Great insights on your journey in life, keeping Christ in the center. Thanks for sharing. Was waiting for a shout out on our late night life analysis at Deloitte during the pivot episode. LOL. Keep up the good work. So clearly, somebody you know I, from it, Deloitte.
1: I think I know who it is. Don't call I don't know. Out. I'm, don't not, put not, out I'm not going to say it, but we got a nickname shout out. out here. Shout out to pig slayer.
0: Yeah. Um, thank so you guys for thank listening. Thank you guys. There's so many reviews that I am just looking forward to continuing to read through. And I do plan on featuring. We do plan on featuring for season two. So yeah. keep them coming. Um, we'll maybe even share a few of them on social media. So we love you guys. I'm thank not trying to get ahead that. of myself,
1: but season two is going to crack oh, it's off. Gonna
0: be, yeah, slapping. It's
1: going gonna, it's gonna to be good. It's going to
0: be really good. Yeah. So a lot to look forward to. And as we finish up to this season. Yeah. Um, we are on episode ten, the Number season 10. finale. What are we, what are we getting into the today?
1: Boy, um, what are we getting into today? Um, I haven't had a chance to think about it. What do you want to? Talk about? <laughs> 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 Not Isaiah sounding like he's. <laughs> no, it's a joke. It's a joke. I'll prepared for, <laughs> uh, for today. Test. The topic of the day. So we're gonna try to merge uh, light, love, and life. We'll try to approach the topic from those three vantage points and the topic that we are going to discuss is called faith on a cloudy day. Now, what does that mean? Um, From my perspective, look, our our focus here has been to give you guys as much light and love as possible and encourage you along the way. But if I'm not mistaken, we did also promise uh, in the intro of the podcast that we were going to give you guys a very transparent look about our lives and how we navigate and work through things. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that wouldn't, we would be remiss Mm -hmm. to not also give you insight as to what cloudiness looks like in our own life, whether it's through uh, our faith in our faith, whether it's in our love life, whether it's in our life in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's going to be the focus today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So as we kind of like touched on it, one, when it came to what faith on a cloudy day looks like for us in terms of light or faith, you know, I can share some thing that I've kind of been going through for the past couple of, not past couple of weeks, I'm still navigating. So I'm like currently still in this like state, but you know, God has been really faithful, but, um, and it's the first time that I've ever been here where I've, actually ever been discouraged about identity and I've kind of sh- touched on this with Isaiah, just as we've d- been discussing where we're at emotionally. I, I actually kind of have physically. some questions about this too though. Oh uh, great.
1: W- would you, when you say discouraged about identity, what do you even mean by that?
0: Yeah. So, so I started this thing where, you know, as a part of my like to-do list for every day, I've been just unpacking, right? I usually will get into my word in the morning and then I'll do a couple things I'm grateful for, a couple things I want to affirm about myself and then, you know, obviously go about the things that are on my mind. And as I've been affirming, you know, I've been, the language that I've been using is not like I will try to be patient today. I've been writing, I am a patient person who will teach her children. I am a loving wife rather than I want to be a loving wife. Like, so I've been making these statements that I want to affirm in myself so that I can be, you know, the person that I want to develop and become. It's interesting because while I've been doing this, these affirmations, I think it's opened up my eyes to seeing how much of these things that I want to be. I currently am not fully, if that makes sense. So in me saying that was like... The first,
1: that was the first thought you had as you were saying these things?
0: So it was supposed to be something that was positive, but it kind of revert, reversed on me. And as I was like, oh, I so want to be a patient and a teaching parent, which... I, I am, you know, and I try to be, but I started thinking to myself, wow, there's so much more I could be doing. And maybe it just got to a place where I realized, wow, Loza you know, maybe as highly as I thought of myself, I realized how do mortal you, and how flawed I do am. Do you feel like
1: I'm partially responsible for, uh, you kind of having this kind of, Moment.
0: I mean, Isaiah calls me all the time. No, because I don't no, to remember, because remember when we mean? were having,
1: because remember we were having that conversation about this new method or about of, of affirmation that you're using, uh-huh. and I was like, uh, I, th- I think you were trying to get me to like do the same, and I was like, well, I don't know about how I feel about that. It's like it's like if, if a smoker, you know, just smoked a pack of cigarettes and then was like, all right, I am, uh, I am smoke free. I do not smoke cigarettes. And I am not addicted to nicotine. And then I was like, I don't know if I really like that because I feel like the kind of person I am, I don't like this idea of saying I'm something that I'm not. Sure. Yeah, did that, did yeah. you say that contributes? to no, this? No,
0: it didn't. Be, and what the that conversation that Isaiah is talking about is one that was also spurred on from the book that I um, just read, The Power to Change by Craig Um Another shameless plug. But um, in the book, he talks a lot about individuals that desire to make a change in their life don't make it based off of behaviors, but on identity. So if someone is trying to quit smoking, they don't say, I... Um, If someone asks them, hey, do you want a cig, nobody's going to say, or most people will say, no, thank you. I'm trying to quit smoking. But what Craig was saying, in this is, I think, kind of spun on from also Atomic Habits. He was saying it's better to say, oh, uh, if someone offers you a cigarette, you would say, no, I don't want a cigarette. I don't smoke. So it's identifying that you at your, you know, at a very nuclear level and um, yeah, Inwardly looking are talking about the person that you want to be in that moment and identifying as that person, which therefore will dictate your behaviors, you're far less likely to smoke in that way. And so that did kind of change the way that I started affirming, I'm not trying to be these things. No, I am a patient you know, and I'm giving you guys this example because, you know, sometimes being the parent of a toddler (laughs) really tests your patience. So every day I'm like, okay, I'm a patient parent who chooses to teach my child rather than to, you know, um, get upset or like get frustrated or things like that when things don't seem to go accordingly. So as I was doing that, I was just like, wow, God, like I really am not who I thought I was, you know, and in doing that, you know, it's, I was really discouraged just about identity. I'm like, You know, I don't like who I am at, you know, when I'm really like looking at myself, I'm like, oh, I don't like her. And I told Isaiah, I was like, man, I really don't like her. And what it did was it kind of spurred me on into this like negative thinking, negative loop that I've never really ever experienced because I'm an overly confident person. Yeah. And I was, I definitely was not myself for the past two weeks, you know, Yeah. and I I was uh, like overly critical. Um,
1: Yeah. I... And hearing you say that, Mm -hmm. and and maybe this is part of, like, uh, me navigating how to better support you in this way also. But, like, you know, when I hear you say that, and I kind of told you this, I'm like, babe, you're being way too hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, because, like, objectively, you are a great parent. And you do all these things really well, at least in my estimation. Yeah, And sometimes I feel like Mm -hmm. you... I feel like sometimes you're your own, you know, worst enemy in that way mm-hmm. because like you, you hold, it's not that you hold yourself to a high standard. I think that's great. But I think you kind of beat yourself up a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I I just, and I don't mean to like, you know, sometimes like I, I feel like I will, I do kind of minimize it um, and make, and make light of it because mm-hmm. I really just don't, I just factually don't think that's true, yeah. you know, but um. Clearly, that's something that you are still. Yeah.
0: And I think that speaks to, right? The battle of our mind is such a powerful thing. And I've kind of shared also how I'm like really trying to learn what it is to have strong mentals, to have your mindset right, right? To not be conformed, as scripture says, to the patterns of this world and to the thinking of this world or, you know, thoughts and mentalities that lead you to feeling discouraged or too depressed, or too downcast, or too, which, I mean, we are bound to feel those things because we're mortal beings, you know, we're spiritual beings in a mortal body, um, but I think while, yeah, I, I think it speaks to the battle that exists for me, yeah. you know, and everybody's challenges look that differently different on a spiritual person, person, person and, you know what I mean? That's
1: why I have empathy for that in hindsight, is because, yeah. You know, oftentimes the things that that like concern us or or worry us for someone on the outside can seem like it's not a big deal. Yeah,
0: and they can trivialize it. They can trivialize it really easily.
1: But for whatever reason, you know, from your vantage point, it seems like it is a big deal. Which is why, you know, when we first had that conversation and you know, I kept pointing out, I was like, Loza, the story that you are telling yourself in this regard or whatever else regard is just not true. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. just like, stop that mm-hmm. because it's just, it's just not real. So y- you got to just like, let that go. Yeah. And what you said to me, actually, what I don't I even know if you remember. No, I don't remember. What she I said? was like, <laughs> well, if, if that's really the case, mm-hmm. and you see that I'm struggling through this, then why don't you just pray for me? I mm-hmm. was uh, like, oh yeah, okay. And I, because like when I was when I was saying these things, I, I think she was standing in the kitchen, and I was like sitting on the couch from like mm-hmm. we were at least twenty feet away. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, oh yeah, she's probably right. Let me. I just put the remote down for a second. I just put my head down. I was like, <laughs> all right, let me just go ahead and talk to God. Because up to that point, I was kind of getting upset too, because I was like, bro, you are really like you you are really, really beating crazy. yourself up. You are no, because yeah. like you're really mm-hmm. giving like being hard on yourself. And yeah. I just really was not understanding why. Yeah. I
0: mean, it was a new experience for me as well. And I think, you know, a part of what faith, you know, looks like, you know, on cloudy days or whatever, you know, however we've coined this in light of like identity, which is a very core part of who and how we navigate in this world. Um, it's something you kind of have to fight for. And, yeah, you know, I learned that in what, what, that looked like okay. The cloudy day was me going through that, right? It was cloudy days, plural. Like, just not being able to get myself out of that funk and not knowing, you know. Um, and you can go two routes, right? I, I and I know this very clearly for myself that had I continued to recycle those thoughts and recycled, you know, that just that harsh critic, that voice, the the voice of the accuser that was in my mind, I was, you know. It's so wild because that's just what it looks like. It it felt like um, something that was supposed to be good in the affirmations was just convoluted. And that's why I was like, this doesn't smell like God. It doesn't look yeah. like God. It doesn't yeah. sound like God. So what do I do? Either this is a test of my faith for my identity or... Um, and i can just wallow in it i can complain about it i can like feed into it and just let these days continue or and i remember that you know um the passage in i think it's in first peter where it says you know submit yourself under god's mighty hand Um, and then it goes on to say something about resist the enemy and he will flee for you from you and that word resist was like you know there's a pushback that happens there's like a pressure that's coming at you and resisting means like i'm pushing that back and Mm -hmm. i know that you know light and darkness cannot coexist they don't exist in the same singular space so I'm like okay so clearly these thoughts are like overwhelming me what do I have to do so I have to resist the desire and like my natural default to want to think that even though this is a first time you know experience for me so not only do I have to push back and resist that but uh, I've also God's um, been downloading a lot in you know my mind about what it looks like to guard whatever's coming in your ear and in your eyes because that's the thing that's instructing your thoughts and your thoughts dictate what you feel right um so not only did I take it to prayer but I was like okay I just need to start consuming just a bunch of things that are honorable noble lovely pure and true things that speak about you know my identity and so you know talking to my sisters talking to Isaiah so obviously they're affirming but I think just changing the narrative right like um we ha- it had been a while since we had been back in church because of the pandemic and so going back to church and just hearing the word of God, you know, in a corporate in a corporate way, all of these things like listening to sermons, slowly I just started to notice that my perspective just started to shift and like my gratitude list got longer and longer and um and I would literally had to fight for my faith despite what I was feeling yeah, and it and didn't come easy, you know, and but I was, was putting in work for sure.
1: Yeah, and I think there's two things that I took away from that, mm-hmm. which is, number one, to know how to intentionally push back against the lies of the enemy mm-hmm. that are constantly surrounding you, mm-hmm. knowing that the, the things that make you feel a sense of shame and make you feel a sense of self-doubt are, are typically from the enemy.
0: One hundred percent, yeah.
1: And in addition to that, it also was a reminder to me to have the patience and the understanding to encourage and to, cause my part of my responsibility as your husband and your partner is to always speak life into you, mm-hmm. regardless of what mm-hmm. season and space that you're mm-hmm. in um, the way we always do that for each, for each other, despite what seems to give it, have a new face and mm-hmm. seem like it's not something that is warranted or makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cause truthfully, and I, and I, I, I had to, I said this to you earlier. I was like, Loza objectively, there is nothing about you that has even a a, a semblance, a small semblance of a bad parent. And like, it just, to me, it objectively Yeah, of course, of course, it's not just that, but like, just as an example, it's like, this does not hold any type of weight, Mm -hmm. but you know, Ultimately, We're always
0: like, yeah, wanting perfection, all of that, exactly. you know, obviously is instructing.
1: Exactly. Just exactly. impossible.
0: It doesn't exist. But even as you're saying that, I don't know, you yeah. sure that thought I was going to say, um, and this is just so important to do. And we kind of had touched on this um, last week, but I'm reminded of the story about, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden and how God came, you know, looking for Adam and Eve. And he, you know, asked Adam, where are you? Eve, where are you? And it's not like God didn't know where they were. You know what I mean? He actually knew it, but he asked them and they said, you know, the response was we were ashamed. So we hid. And, you know, often I'll ask myself, it's like we we hide those parts about us. Right. That we're ashamed about the the parts of the like even this entire thing. Like some part of me wants to present the best face and say, oh, yeah, I don't struggle. I don't do those things. But in me presenting the parts that I'm. "Quote unquote, shame, ashamed about not only before the Lord and bringing it before the Lord, because the Lord knows, but more so the question is, where are you know where are you other than in my presence? Where are you other than mm, and it, good. we have to answer that for ourselves. It's not that God doesn't know, but it's almost like." He hasn't moved. We're the ones that have or we're the ones that are hiding from him what should be presented to him to bring fullness and healing. And I think not only do we present it to the Lord, but being able to share it with someone, you know, your friends, your family, having, you know, a spouse that you're willing to like pour that out towards takes the shame off of it. It brings it to the light. It brings it forward so yeah. that there can be healing. Right. Right. The man with the shriveled hand had to extend his hand in order to be healed by Jesus, you know, instead of keeping the hand to himself because what you're hiding is never going to get healed. And I know that like through and through. So um, I think that's a big part of even just what, being honest with yourself and admitting that we do have, you do have cloudy days, like, and where, where you are mentally, emotionally, and physically on those cloudy days and being able to share that with somebody else or sharing that before the lord i think is necessary for healing
1: yeah and even on a life, spiritual
0: sense that is
1: last thing i'll say about that is i think there's also a component of the way the enemy works where his goal is to distract us from you know being in in full communion and, mm-hmm. and knowing that we're found fully in god mm-hmm. and you know when you start Feeding into lies like that, it just pulls you away from knowing who you are and who God's made you to be. Yeah, in the, the same purpose. way that we saw when when Jesus was, you know, in the wilderness when the enemy was trying to convince him of of doing things that he wasn't supposed to do or trying to mm-hmm. tell him who he wasn't. Oh, that's you good. Know? Yeah, it's like in that same way, the things that the enemy will try to tell us are gonna try to convince us of things and pull our and pull our focus away from where we're supposed to really be. So mm-hmm. I think in the same way you know, a moment like this tries to convince you and make you focus in on something that's just objectively not true. And then you lose sight of who God's already called you to be. Yeah, know, of that, that's you know? really,
0: really good. Yeah. Cause you don't want to stifle that, you yeah. know? And that's the thing that you, you look f- forward to that. Cause you know, it's true. Uh, life is not just a series of lows. There are highs involved as well. You know, faith there it has its highs and its lows. It's faith is your ability to withstand the adversity while also praising God for seeing the victory on the other side, you know? Um, I know this conversation of, like, faith on days also has, like, rung true even in our marriage. I know you can...
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. I did not not know I was agreeing to that topic. (laughs) Uh, I mean, of course, yeah, Yeah. you know? I mean, um, what is there to say about that? You know, like, we... Just in case anyone had any confusion or uncertainty about this, Loza and I are two strong willed people with very (laughs) clear perspectives. Nice way to say it. (laughs) And we are, you know, we're not, we don't always see eye to eye. We don't. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're at our best when we have a very clear understanding of the role God plays in our life and marriage. But I, I gotta be the first to tell you that's not always the case, you know, yeah. because you know, a lot of times we are we we function from a me perspective. And mm-hmm. um it literally takes a self-sacrificial daily attempt to, you know, calibrate and and make sure you're looking at our marriage from the right place. Like I'm I'm constantly, like whenever I whenever I Find ourselves in a in a fight or in a argument. I'm I constantly think to myself, "Man, am I am I loving Loza like Christ loved the church?" Right now,
0: do you think that to yourself? I actually do think that to myself, and wow, sometimes, and sometimes, <laughs>
1: well, maybe not all the time, because uh, you know it doesn't always. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm not always, meanwhile i am not always i am not always acting self-sacrificially. Um, in the corner, yeah. um, but I, like, whenever I have that thought, I'm like, "Man, like, if if I was really taking that that verse to heart, mm-hmm. then." I would just, even if I feel like Loza's in, in the dead wrong, I would just take this on the chin and I would communicate, <laughs> I would communicate what I feel like is happening and why I think she's in the wrong. But I would just, I, w- I don't have to, I don't have to advocate for myself. I don't have to fight for myself because wow. ultimately, you know, I think the best way to love someone and to, you know, to help to help the other person, see the truth of the situation is not by shouting over you or to force you into seeing things my way Mm -hmm. you know i feel like loving someone you know despite their wrongs at least their perceived wrongs i think is oftentimes the way you can really move people to 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 towards anything you know wow
0: you're a far better human than i am because (laughs) oh i didn't say this was all the time okay yeah because usually when you know, when Isaiah and I will either like bicker or like stepping down, like leveling down in terms of like exactly what he, you know, what he just illustrated and being able to say, you know what, I'm just going to back down and let her have this one. That comes easier to him than it does me. Cause in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm taking this all the way to the tippity top. And <laughs> you know, if this is, there's gotta be a victor in this, it's going to be me, you know, um, which is, terrible you know obviously scripture tells us to bear all things believe all things like it's not holding a record of wrongs like that's what love looks like and it's sacrificial in its nature and so even whenever like we're arguing or like we'll have days where you know i might be frustrated or take offense to something that i shouldn't have i'm not gonna say i shouldn't have taken offense to i'll I'll say shouldn't have no but you can say I there could be something that could be said that's offensive, but it's up to me whether or not I um, hold on to that offense. There'll be times, or
1: just how how the and we talked about assuming that that thing is not offensive, or whatever story you you strung together for what that's supposed to
0: mean. mean, That was really, if you really want to get into the details (laughs) of it all, that's when we need that sound effect, the wah wah, because that I and, and as you guys can see, like when it comes to yeah, different perspectives, different upbringings, your own insecurities, your own traumas instructing the way that you're seeing a situation, two people are not going to come at it from a completely, you know, um, wholesome or completely uh, similar viewpoint, you know? And because of that, that's obviously where there's conflict in that miscommunication, conflict in our misunderstanding. And uh, yeah, it gets tough there. But one thing that I can say of, something that's really helped our marriage when it comes to like you know those those days where we're not just vibing or seeing eye to eye is like trusting and knowing that okay clearly this is something that you know we have submitted to the Lord from the beginning of our relationship um, from the beginning of us you know dating and then even on our wedding day those were like vows that we gave to each other one thing that we will like never do and I think that that kind of has helped us to like the topic or of like divorce is like never mentioned we just don't even discuss that at
1: all well i think i think uh, I, yes absolutely and i think another way to put that is that we both know that we are in this thing you know we're committed to this thing it's actually funny that you mentioned that because today i was having a
0: oh i hope you wasn't going to tell me you was thinking no, about no yeah divorce today i was you? thinking
1: about divorce no, <laughs> um, no today i was uh, I, I was on a thread with some friends of mine, and I didn't even get to read the whole article. Um, I think it was from the the New York uh, the New York Post or no the the New York Times. Um, but it was about like a English professor or a philosophy professor who um, was married and then fell in love with her student, and then had a conversation with her husband about how um, you know like try to have an honest conversation about oh like you know we're no longer I don't know if we're in love anymore and then and then ultimately making the claim that you know how could I really um how can I really be like committed to somebody for a a lifetime when I don't know how I'm gonna feel in the future and I'm just like that's like a paraphrase of what the whole idea was about and in my mind when I was when I was kind of reflecting on that I'm like man what a what a true uh, misunderstanding of this idea of, of commitment. Because I think mm. a lot of times the way people are perceiving this idea of commitment is that I'm gonna be around and I'm gonna I'm gonna be down for this as long as I feel like it, and
0: and as long as the circumstances are and fitting. as long as the
1: circumstances yeah. are fitting, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like people give themselves an out so easily mm-hmm. for in a situation where something just doesn't quite feel right or it's Mm -hmm. not adding up exactly the way they see it in that moment, then they give themselves license to say, well, this is not what I bargained for. So I'm out of here. I think one thing that I really appreciate about you and I, and I, I've never felt any insecurity about this ever, uh, for us, despite whatever we disagree or are at odds about Mm -hmm. is that I know that we're both, down to ride of course there are certain things that like you know even scripturally are non negotiable for you know violating the context of commitment to a marriage whether it's infidelity or whatever um but like the fact that i know that we're both we're both here and we don't have any intention on going anywhere and that we're looking to build this thing you know indefinitely regardless of what we go through you know and i think there's something to be said of. having a person who's journeying with you who's just committed to doing life for better or for worse i mean it's mm-hmm. literally in the vows yeah, you know yeah. no, that's
0: and we really- make light of
1: that we make light yeah. of that
0: which probably explains why it's so easy for me to wild out sometimes. Because yeah, I'm like, whoa, you better. <laughs> I was like, all
1: right, you're getting a little too comfy because I know I'm committed, but don't test stop, me. Don't test me.
0: No, but realistically, because
1: every, every man has his boundaries. You
0: stop. You stop. Same for women, obviously. But that being said, you know, that, that ability to like, wild out or be fooling myself, knowing you're not going anywhere is like the comfort that marriage should provide yeah, yeah, yeah. the safety that marriage should provide. And that I'm allowing you to see me at, even at my worst. And yet we are believing that in seeing our best and our worst, we're committed, which is marriage at, yeah. at the heart of it, you know, for, as you said, and not me knocking this mic over, but for better or for worse. And so, um, yeah. So in those moments where I'm like, we've been getting so mad at each other. Like he's not trying to hear a single, another word come out of my mouth. Meanwhile, I'm like chirping away in the living room. Why are
1: you doing that right now? You know what I
0: mean? Like just chirping away, chirping away and not even acknowledging that, you know, there are boundaries or like respecting my husband or all these things. I'm just going on and on. Um, But even in those moments, it's like, we know that the Holy Spirit's going to bring us back together, (laughs) that God's going to check me the way he's going to check you. And we're going to come um, to have to resolve and be closer for now knowing what we didn't know before about each yeah, other. Yeah, not
1: only that, you I know? think another, and like, and, and so we've talked about this, I guess, from like a spiritual standpoint, but I think it would also be helpful to share some practical things that mm-hmm. we've learned along the way, which is, you know, in having worked with our therapist, mm-hmm. something that, a really practical tool that we picked up, which has been incredibly helpful, has been just this uh, perspective of you actually have to l- you actually have to listen to the other person mm-hmm. for the sake of understanding what they're saying, mm-hmm. and you can't just you can't just say that with lip service. You actually have to prove it by letting the person speak fully, letting them acknowledge that they're done, and then once they're done, you have to reiterate. Fully again, what exactly they said, and then wait for confirmation that you actually correctly interpreted what they said. So. And if you did not correctly speak back and, uh, you know, uh, communicate what they had intended, then you have to listen to what they meant to say again and then speak out in response what they said. Okay, so that's so confusing.
0: <laughs> so let's just give you an example. So, for example, if I'm like, Isaiah, you said that.
1: Hold on, what you mean? You said, "See, that wait, would be wait. that would be an example of the wrong way to do it." But the right way to do it. Would <laughs> like,
0: why this, why he cut me off while I'm All trying right, to give an example? And show them the right way to do it. And the right way to do it would be, you know, talking over each other or like going back and or the wrong. Let me go back to the wrong way. Right, talking back and forth. Right. I can't believe you said this. Well, no, no, you never but, listen no, to me when said, I'm saying this. Yeah, but, you know, exactly. but, you know, like doing that, nobody's actually hearing each other. So, you know, if I'm I just say, trying to get
1: my points out because, you know, I'm I got trying them to get points. my
0: points out. You know what I mean? Um,
1: and, you know, I'm going to get the last point
0: point. and I'm going to get <laughs> 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 last point. Anyways, you know what it would look like in a healthy way would be, you know, Isaiah, when you said that. Um, When I walked into the house and there were dishes in the sink, uh, that made me feel like you see me slaving away and you don't care about me. I don't appreciate that.
1: (sighs) What I heard you say.
0: And you have to say that part. What I heard you say was. Is that
1: when you walk into the house and or when I walk into the house and the dishes are stacked up and I don't acknowledge it, you don't feel like you're being seen. For, what the, for the work that you have to do that I'm not acknowledging properly.
0: Yeah, that's right. But also that the fact that the dishes aren't done, not just the acknowledgement, but I want the dishes done to show me, not just tell me that you care about me.
1: Okay, so what I'm understanding is that when you walk into the house and I've been there and the dishes are stacked up and they're not clean, then what it's communicating to you is that I don't care about you and whatever you're feeling and the hard work that you've done. And uh, I need to contribute in that way.
0: Correct. Got now it. Your turn.
1: Now what I feel in that situation is that I've also come back from a long day and I have my own pressures and I'm not necessarily trying to run to doing the dishes. So, you know, if I if I had the opportunity, then I would have gotten to it, but I clearly didn't have the opportunity. So that's the reason why they weren't done.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is that you also are equally busy and had you had the time, you would have done them. It's not that you don't care about me.
1: I believe that was about ninety seven percent correct <laughs> of the get sentiment. Out of here. <laughs> but that's but that's, yeah, the idea. You guys get that's the, the idea. idea.
0: So yeah, that that was, you know obviously learning to communicate, taking the yeah. necessary tools, you know, and faith looks like using those tools effectively, right. Um, to help you through those tough days, you know, to help you through those cloudy days. And I think that's important. But at
1: the, but the basis of it all is that we have a shared understanding and expectation as to what our commitment is. You know, um, the way we're defining commitment is, is the same in that we, intend on going the distance and there's nothing that you know we would allow or you know at least god willing allow to come in between us and we're both working towards that without any exceptions
0: exactly yeah yeah and on to i guess our last point that would be by the
1: way if we sound a little distracted right now it's because we heard our child whimpering in the background (laughs) i'm like no she's not waking up (laughs) she should oh no hold on let me just give us a second.
0: There okay, she is. There she is. So okay. We will Maybe, you know, we're going to pause just this one for one second. second.
1: And now back to our regularly programmed schedule. Yeah, right. that was just a temporary interruption as it relates to parenthood. But uh, pretty sure she's back asleep. So yeah,
0: she's on her way. We should be good.
1: And Where were we, we baby? Where seeing, were
0: we? We were talking about what faith would look like in our life, i.e. work circumstances and challenges on the everyday.
1: It doesn't exist. We just fly by the flesh. Yes. No, that's not. <laughs> she didn't like that joke, as you can see. I literally t- turned my head to
0: that. In ways. Um, i Share mean, more on that, Isaiah. I feel like that's something that, you know. Faith amidst adversity. Yeah, when it comes to yeah, just I life mean and working, I think is yeah. Your take on it's pretty interesting. Uh,
1: why? Why? What? What about my <laughs> take? <thing in particular? laughs>
0: because you always talk about you know as we're going through challenges, you know, understanding that it's a testing of our faith. That it's
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. L- I like to think about things. Um, maybe it's the masochist in me, or uh, the person that believes in delayed gratification. Um, but I do a lot of times look at our faith. I mean, it's biblical. I look at it in, in light of it being a, a, a test or a trial, one that, that speaks to the necessity of endurance. Um, and you know, the, 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 Bible does tell us that it's, it's good for us. It, it produces, um, you know, a steadfastness about us. And, uh, you know, this is true in, in whether we're talking about the the romantic component or, um, you know, whatever element, but, you know, particularly as it relates to, to work and life, I think it's very relevant because, you know, if we believe that God has put us on a path where he is purifying us and growing our faith, um, then you have to believe that you're going to experience some adversity. And mm-hmm. I think for me, you know, obviously everyone, God reaches everyone in a different way, but I really believe that God's love language to me is through my work (laughs) because like it's something, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's like a, a male thing in me. I don't know. But like, I just, I feel like that's such an important component of who I am and what I, what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, and because that has a, has the capacity to become like so much of a central focus for me that I can kind of shun away the need for you know God like what did I what we talk about earlier today? You were talking about someone who won the the mega millions or something like oh, he, yeah, won, he
0: won $2 billion or something. I was like, that.
1: God knows not to give me that $2 billion <laughs> because you know, of course we are all, of course Loz and I are committed to our faith. You guys know this at this point, but if I got $2 billion, I can tell just you, act silly I could tell you, no, no, it's just, it's not even just that. It's like, there is a, there is a definitive difference in what it looks like to trust God for your daily bread versus just having, just just hoarding bread. You understand what I'm saying? Like <laughs> if you just have everything aligned, I feel like by default it makes it so that you don't have to critically you know seek god in a way where it's like you're truly relying on him for your your sustenance your daily mm-hmm. your daily bread your your daily breath mm-hmm. you know and I, I i really believe that's the best way to our, our relationship with god is best when we recognize our need to really be dependent on him mm-hmm. and any time that we're we're too full we're too comfortable i feel like it detracts from that understanding and honestly kudos to those who recognize that in every season. I just know that the way my brain set up, the way, <laughs> the, the way my hunger set up, I just know that God is still teaching me what it looks like to actively be, uh, in pursuit of him. Even when all of my needs and my, and my desires aren't quite met, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I think yeah, it's it's like God to leave us in a place, you know, where we're constantly having to go back to him, independence. Yeah. you know. Otherwise, if we get he gave us enough for a lifetime, we'd be like but you know God what? who? Like but that's like, the thing though, but like
1: I actually don't even it's it's actually not about the physical resources, mm-hmm. but the nature of our relationship should be like that. It should be such that we are truly dependent on him. That's mm-hmm. that's the way this was cre- it's like in the same way that our children need us. Mm-hmm. That's the way we are supposed to relate to like God. Need him that way. You need a savior. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and, and there's no way to relate to God in that way unless you're unless you recognize that dynamic between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so to go take it back to the work piece, um, you know, in all the different things that we've done, I. Know that God is so evident and so present, and like you know, even thinking back to that the verse, um, you know, for those who love God, God works, uh, God works all things for the good of those who love Him, mm-hmm. and it's like according to His purpose. And the reminder there is that when you love God and you're aligned with His purpose, that He will work all things together, and even in our, in my career, I think there's been so much evidence that when I've lay all of my desires aside and I'm pursuing what God wants, even the things that don't quite make sense, God is connecting dots and making them work together. Mm-hmm. And that's even when moments in my career where I feel like things have gone left. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been there on many occasions. and I feel like that's God's way of also speaking to me to help me recognize like I need him, whether it's, you know, uh, a transaction that I'm working on that mm-hmm. is not going the way it's supposed to go, mm-hmm. despite all of, you know, our efforts mm-hmm. or whatever, or even, you know, the other aspects of, you know, my career where I feel like I've invested certain time and energy and effort into things that haven't fully seen the full fruit mm-hmm. of what I know God is doing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's always kind of tying back to remembering that only God ties all the pieces together mm-hmm. and it's only God that makes seeds grow mm-hmm. yeah. um, and that we need him for all of it.
0: Yeah. And that inherently his ultimate desire for you is your good, you know, and that there's good being written of this story. And so no matter whether it's, you know, a part of your journey in which you're not seeing the full fruition of everything you've dreamed, hoped, and imagined, or you are living in the fruition of all those things that you hoped and imagined, understanding that it's, you know, good will come of this right. and God is good for it. And that at his core he, you know, desires to finish what he started. You know, it says it I love in Isaiah fifty five how it talks about like whatever word leaves his mouth, it's like rain. Like it's going to bear the fruit that he intends for it to do. It's like in the principles of faith and life if God has spoken something over us or you know things where he's told us he has a hope and a future and these plans for us that we know that those things will bear fruit so it's like literally having to cling on to those moments of faith and the things that we're believing to be true right of what scripture tells us despite maybe our current circumstance or despite what our situations tell us in the workplace you know at home at school and in all these like different arenas that we are inviting God into those spaces for um yeah, it's like literally being stubborn, almost, you know, stubborn about what you believe is true about God. Is he actually good? God. Is he actually intentional? Ah, is he actually faithful? If you believe those things to be unwaveringly true, then you hold on to those promises when everything else just doesn't seem to yeah. line up with that, I mean, well, line up with, yeah, yeah, comfort. Our only responsibility amidst walking through cloudy days and sunny days is to like, do it faithfully, yeah. to do it fighting, resisting, you know, and pushing back from the things that want to discourage us and make us downcast and work away from our purpose. It's using the tools and the resources around us that we have, like therapy and um, friends, and being able to use the power of community. And then, you know, lastly, it's in having scripture and just the singular trust that there is a God who sees. More, knows more, has yeah. a better vantage point. And, I
1: know, think that's what it really boils can, down to is him. that you really have to deep inside believe that this is not just by happenstance. Mm-hmm. There really is a God above us who's really at play, who does have our best interest, and he's working for our good. Always. If you believe that, even though I, I have to admit, there are times where you feel like you might question just how actively involved he is, but if you really do know that and believe that, I think it does a lot of the heavy lifting in terms mm-hmm. of you feeling like you're floundering because it's not, there's nothing by accident. There's mm-hmm. nothing by... So everything is intentional. Everything is intentional. my God know Exactly. So I hope that's a, a good encouragement despite the cloudiness uh, that we've been describing mm-hmm. because our, our, our point in communicating all these things that seem challenging, and they are, is that... There is a reason to have faith despite of it. Um, but we all, because we all go through different things. Yeah.
0: And maybe the real evidence of whether or not faith is there is in those cloudy days, that's, that's right? It's actually good. It's yeah. easy to have. Do you even have faith when you can see it with your eyes, when yeah. you have the good things in front of you, when everything's comfortable and okay? Or is faith exemplified through the adversity? Is faith exemplified? When it's not, and you're having to believe in something you're not actually seeing,
1: a belief and in the outcome that's unseen, yeah, completely. You yeah. know, yep, yep, and so yep.
0: um, we've been told that the cloudy days—if you're not feeling a cloudy day, or you're not in one currently—one will come because it says we will have trials Ooh, and tribulations. Don't talk about our
1: don't talk about our light and lovers like that.
0: I know, but it's it's a part of reality. You know, we live we live in a crazy world with crazy times, but you know, the beauty is we have. We have light. We hold on to that light. We hold on to the love that is God. You see how I'm pulling this together? I I like what 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 you're doing right now. I like that. We've got, you know, light and love um, and who He is, literally. And we have to find ourselves, you know, and draw ourselves to that place and hold on to those promises, hold on to the things that we know to be true of God in order to live still empowered, still encouraged, still uplifted so that we can be effective on this earth. Otherwise, God would have snatched us up 10,000 years ago or however many, however long ago. But he didn't. We're still here. And so while we have to encourage ourselves, we know that when we're fully our most encouraged self, our most empowered self, that's how we can really transform and change the world around us. I, we like, never to, know who needs I like to
1: think about that it. That
0: light sparked.
1: I like to think about it in a way where I ask myself, how can we make the most of this life? Of faith that we have, because if you're going to, if you're going to commit to this, this belief structure, y- you might as well do it to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, oh, I hate to call it useless, but I feel like I can't think of another way to describe it. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to, if you're going to subscribe to this faith, but you're going to just do it like half baked, then it's, then it's like, there's no, there's literally no point. Yeah. There's literally no point because you're just, you are, you are a believer by name, but not In like actuality, and Mm -hmm. I feel like if it's just something that you're doing by name, then you really miss out on truly the amazing things that God has for you. Um, So my encouragement to myself, to To all of us, Mm -hmm. uh, is to not don't half-ass this thing. Mm -hmm.
0: Don't do it. Just just
1: go all in. Just go all in.
0: Yeah. And that, dear friends, light and lovers, is our finale.
1: That's that's what we got that that's the 10th episode that's
0: that's it that's it and so thank you for tuning in i know this one was a longer one but we gave ourselves some leeway here since it is the last time until the fall that is so stay tuned whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. i don't feel like we came to a communal agreement about when we're coming back
0: we are in the fall are we yeah
1: but how about if we want to come back in the summer maybe how about if we want to come back in the winter maybe. how about if we want to come back next month
0: that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's we'll have to figure that out. Yeah, so she we'll circle about, back. She thought about it for a second. For the too. most part, we'll, I, our understanding is sometime in the early fall, soon enough. Yeah, but we're gonna so, come. We're gonna
1: come back with some heat. And
0: we are gonna come back stronger. We got a lot of you know great um, episodes that we are looking forward to discussing, diving into parenting in light of culture and faith. You know, workplace do's and don'ts. What balance is? Is that even a thing when you're juggling so many things? Just a lot of goodies coming your way as well as video content. And so for those of you guys um, that have been rocking with us for these 10 episodes, continue to listen, share, re-listen, write reviews, um, show us some love, and we, we are love, We love
1: hearing from you guys,
0: yeah, by the way. Yeah. And if um, you've got some like great ideas throughout the summer, too, you can let us know. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> so on that note, um, we will hear a word from our sponsor. It, take maybe. it away. Okay,
1: take it away and uh, go. Uh, Tedros Team Realty is uh, our family business. It is the vehicle in which we get to serve our community and uh, we get to be a part of people's uh, journey. Um to help them with the home ownership process. It's about uh, financial empowerment. It's about building community. Um, It's just another way for people to uh, grow their legacy. And we feel honored every time we get to play a role in that. And for those of us or those of you who are not in California, where we are licensed, we also have a way in which we can be remotely involved in your real estate purchase, which we've helped a lot of you already. Um, help, uh, Let us help vet a perfect candidate for whatever your real estate uh, need, goal is, and we will pair you with one of our partners, wherever you are in the country, wherever you are in the world, actually. We have partners all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's what we do, that's what we do. And yeah. we're lucky to, to do it together. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. which actually brings us to our Ask Losea's question of the day, Uh which was How has it been working with your spouse being together all the time? Question mark. Boy. Uh, When we first started, literally, our very first meeting, you know, culminated in you know Isaiah's being like, "Don't want to talk about it." Loza me slamming my laptop. Loza
1: essentially showed up to the meeting ready to execute a coup. She, just, <laughs> she, was, uh, I was the sole employee of Tedros Team Realty. Well,
0: I was the sole employee. No, no, no I was. I, was his I first was, hired. She was my first well, employee, and I said, "I hate the boss here. I'm out." <laughs> That's what she I. She tried to first uproot name. me
1: from my spot as founder and. Uh yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyways, yeah, in the beginning it was a bit challenging because, you know, what are the dynamics? What's what are my job responsibilities? Since then it's come to a place where I actually went back and um looked up a job description and I wrote it out and I said, "Okay, these this is what I will be doing. This is where my focus will be." Um so, you know, I COO, right? Chief Operating Officer. I will you know, bring to life. She's light. coming for that
1: number one spot, everybody. Okay, Let me
0: tell. I'm trying to be a CEO, baby. Listen, um, but realistically, that's, you know, where I thrive is like operating systems, details, marketing. So if, you know, I'll share my ideas. Isaiah you know, will obviously, you know, well, it's more, it's become more collaborative. Yeah. At first it was like, no, just because I said, so I'm like, mm. What what are we doing here? This is Well, a, it was
1: it was an adjustment for me not, to like uh, let someone into what was my only space.
0: Yeah. Uh, and here I am nosy-nosy <laughs> like all of in And now them literally
1: there. there's no part of our life that's my own. It's so no, it's everything. you like hanging out
0: outside. Um, yeah, but uh, we do have to be far more intentional <laughs> with like turning off work cuz I'll like literally get into bed and I'll be like, Dude, so I'm like
1: not not now. Please. I'm like so what do you think about
0: you know, said marketing strategy, and he it's, like, 1149, you know, um, so in light of being together, it's just, like, learning to compartmentalize everything, right, our marriage, you know, parenting, um, our individual, like, acting versus me writing, um, and then, obviously, this family business that is real estate, it's been interesting, and we're still figuring it out, right, learning how to do that, how to still not view each other as roommates or like business partners, but as like lovers and friends, you know, as husband like how and to wife. turn on
1: the, the, the lover and friend, or the, the married hat versus the coworker hat. Versus the parent hat.
0: I'm like, don't you're talk to me sideways. like Yeah, don't man. bring in our argument from our marriage Dude, into work politics. I can't,
1: I can't help it. I think maybe you're a little better than that. I'm, I'm like, like, we're talking about work if we, right now. If we had a, a little situation wearing our our married hat, you best believe that better get a, better get sorted out before we put on our yeah. co-worker hat, which
0: is true, and even our podcasting hat. We won't hop on this mic unless oh,
1: we. That is for fact. I I tell Loza all the time. Look. You know, this podcast is cool and everything, but I'll tell you right now, I will I will pull the plug on my involvement on this thing if it means that we have to act fake on here and yeah, like we I won't do I, it. I just won't do that. Yeah. I really the won't. Same. Do there that. was
0: like one podcast episode that we had filmed and that I was feeling some type of way about something and I was like, no, we're gonna talk about like, We better out. get this we better. Gotta, gotta get this, this resolved. We gotta pray yeah. and then we can show up on this mic to talk transparently. Yeah. So yeah. So prayer also. So yep. that hope that answers that question. And I think that brings us to the very end so as you guys know if you liked or even loved today's episode let us know by leaving a review as mentioned on apple Podcasts. rate us on spotify again we're at 84 reviews on apple Podcasts, and i would love to get us to 100 so even if you don't want to leave a review there just at least rate it on the show for us definitely subscribe share with everybody you know and be sure to follow us on all of the socials that will all be in the show notes and that's it, folks.
1: I have to say one more thing. One more. Um, Go ahead. Before we close Two out season one, <laughs> before we close out season one, I have to say that this has been a pleasure. Um, at the moment, I'm feeling a little hungover on what feels like a transparency hangover. <laughs> uh, no, but
0: cue um, Brene Brown if you don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. vulnerability hangover. No, honestly,
1: seen. like sometimes it feels like uh, I don't know the right balance for what feels like this is uh, just us mm-hmm. venting everything and but like I'm hoping our hope is that we're open about all the stuff that we go through and experience with the with the hope that this could shed some light and ultimately encourage you all, you know yeah. so um yeah
0: we hope, hope that yeah,
1: go ahead yeah, I, I hope it did that.
0: I hope so, too. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, I hope you guys were encouraged and uplifted, challenged, yep. laughed, yep. hopefully didn't cry. Uh. You know what I mean? Um, we're doing this thing together. So yeah. thanks for rocking with us, Light and Lovers. We will catch you guys next time.
1: Peace.